0: Hey, hey, hey. Fat Andy here. Welcome to the <laughs> Podcast. You gotta do it with a little more hoot. Uh, hey, hey, hey. There you go. No. <laughs> we can cut all this. No way. Welcome to the Elder's Podcast. <laughs> I'm Andy and here, my buddy the dude. Two longtime friends who get together and talk about albums they love of recent release and a few a few old dogs as we like to call them mixed in there. Uh yeah, welcome. Yes. Okay. I hey, I how's it going? I echo that.
1: This is dude. <laughs> you remember me? while Andy was talking and talking. Uh, today, today we're gonna talk about a whole bunch of different kind of records: some doom metal, some pump punk rock, not pump rock,
0: although I guess who knows?
1: Country, <laughs> folk, <laughs> and some alternative.
0: Woo. Um, before we start about talking about these records. Please do follow us on the Twitter and Instagram at Album Nerds, and you can search for us on Spotify, Album Nerds. We have a playlist up there of all these songs we're going to feature on the show as well. Yes, sir. All right, so shall we uh, get to the meat? <laughs> yeah, that's that's, that's <laughs> Where's the beef, man? Let's see.
1: All right, folks, are you ready? to just get blown away by some super awesome deep mythic heavy metal well I got it for you Crypt Sermon is the name of the band the album is The Ruins of Fading Light and this song is called The Snake Handler so that was Crypt Sermon from the album The Ruins of Fading Light the song was The Snake Handler for those of you who haven't heard of them before this is their second album they're a Philly band formed in 2013 they're doom they're like epic doom and it's a little traditional heavy metal like your Iron Maidens and stuff so they're carrying on the tradition Uh, this was released in September uh, just this month 55 Minutes of Fun deals with the struggles of the individual and the result of turning to higher powers for answers, and it just explores all that. In the middle of this, you have cool interludes, musical interludes. um, uh, You hear horses galloping. You hear battles being waged. It's epic. It's fun. Great vocals. Lively music. Andy, what are your thoughts on this as we we journey with these conquerors?
0: Yeah. It does feel like a big epic kind of struggle but most you know a lot of these doom records especially the longer ones are can be a bit of a struggle to get through because they'll be kind of plodding and slow but this one has a nice balance between like that heavy doom sound and a lot of the lyrical qualities that go along with that and like you were saying like a more traditional metal sound again kind of keeps this a little bit more fast tempo and a little bit be lighter i guess a light doom sound if that's a thing um so yeah it's a good blend man i love i love kind of the spot that's found there between the the doom and traditional heavy metal yeah i mean you got to
1: be a fan of this stuff but they do it they for those that are they do it really well the vocals are great compelling there's some good lyrics and you know it's just it's got that feel to it where it's mythic you know and it's just escapist fun and it's good to rock too and uh I've really enjoyed it. I mean, I kind of came across it. It's getting a lot of blah, blah. It's gonna. It's probably going to be pretty big in metal circles. Uh, production is deep and layered. It engrosses you. It captures you with all the sounds. Lots of little details you can hear. Chanting and lutes and old-fashioned medieval instruments and stuff. So they put a lot of work into this, and you can tell. And I appreciate that. So I totally, highly, super duper, 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 Recommend Crib Sermon, uh, "The Ruins of Fading Light." Please check it out. It's it's fifty five minutes. It goes pretty fast.
0: Yeah, yeah. It really plays almost like a movie. So I, it's a cool, cool listen if you're looking for a nice kind of metal experience. That's uh it's a good pick. All right, for my first pick here, we're gonna also do some fairly hard rock. Um, this is the debut record from a London four piece by the name of Black Midi. And their album is a freaking tongue twister. It's, I think it's set, pronounced uh, Schlagenhaim. <laughs> I don't know why I picked these records out have these god no, awful. No, get one things. called John Smith. <laughs> right. <laughs> All right. So Black Midi Schlagenhaim. The track we're gonna play is Near DTMi, which I think is uh, an allusion to your neck of the woods, man. Near Detroit, Michigan. One would one would one would suppose. I would think so. All right. Let's let's give it a listen. Holy moly! Pretty crazy stuff, man. I think that, I think <laughs> I think that's about like the water crisis and like uh, Flint, Michigan. I w- yeah, maybe, I, or... I would guess
1: that too from from listening to it.
0: Seems, seems like it. But, all right, so um, Black Midi—they're four-piece of young guys uh, from London. They just graduated music schools, is like their first serious foray into the music uh, business, and it's so been getting some pretty good reviews. And I, I would tend to agree got some really jagged guitars like we heard there towards the end of that weird time signatures the drummer is absolutely incredible i would call it kind of like heady punk it has that punk aggression and the songs are pretty quick for the most part but there's a bit of a, a jazz influence i would say with these kind of bizarre time signatures they're tossing in here my question is though does it rock hard enough to get past all like the weird extreme qualities
1: are you asking me? <laughs> I'm, a- I'm
0: straight up asking you.
1: Uh, what did you. What did you think? It's it's um uh, it's like a seismograph. Is that you know when there's a when there's an earthquake? That's yeah. <laughs> so there's like these calms, and then just the 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 jaggies in it are so much just like you heard there where it just kind of like, I probably scared people right there. I hope no one swerved while driving, but I don't know, man. I I think I need some more time with this. I listened to it a couple of times. And although I felt on the surface, like I liked it. Occasionally I found myself sort of like with my shoulders up near my ears, like, ah, so I don't know. It's, it's, it's unlike anything I've heard before. I, which is not something I say often. So
0: <laughs> yeah, uh, it's pretty unique. They, they do a great job of building the tension. Like a lot of these tracks are primarily instrumental, but then when the vocals kick in, like things usually go up to like 11 and it gets a little bit helter skelter. Yeah. Uh, in the it's sound like a
1: bull in a China shop sort of a situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, they've gotten fairly well known as of late because of some pretty awesome live shows. Um, if you have a chance, check them out on YouTube. There's a show from a couple of months back uh, called Live at the Windmill, which I believe is is from their neck of the woods in London or in England. Um, pretty dub show. So if you're a fan of like bands like Hella or Ice Age or if you were a fan back of Slint back in the day, I think you might dig these guys. Once again, the name of the group is Black Midi and the album is Schlagenheim.
1: All right, so... We've got a cool indie pick from Andy and a sellout country pick from me. <laughs> and that's what we're going to do. <laughs> Band is Midland. The album is Let It Roll. And the track is Every Song's a Drinking Song. Lovers without levers, I broken heart. So that was Midland. Let it roll is the name of the album. The song is Every Song's a Drinking Song. And this is... Whoa. This is pop country. This is radio-friendly. But it also has that kind of 70s throwback uh, sound. It's their second studio album by Midland. I really liked the first one. This one just came out in August of 2019. 14 throwback country tracks. It's got an Eagles vibe. It's got that sort of... um it's just fun to listen to, man. I mean, it's fun to sing along to. It's about drinking and about singing along with a bunch of strangers. No matter what's on on the jukebox at a bar, you all sing along. And it's uh, about unity, yo. They're saving the world. Peace, love, et cetera. Andy, I know you hate it. Just tell me how much.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I can't hate on unity, man. You know, bringing people together, oh, it's not a bad thing. I sold you. But uh, no, I hate this record. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I shouldn't. I don't hate it. I don't hate much music, but it's not. I don't love the twang, and it feels like it's made for a very broad audience. Yes, um, which is okay. Which is that's okay. It's not bad. It's not bad. That's just not what I love about music. You know, there were a few songs. That song you played there, I did kind of tap my toe to a little bit, and I liked some other previous sh- stuff on their first record. But I know, like you were saying, we talked offline before the show, like they're kind of trying to bring back this style of country music yes. to make it more mainstream again. Correct.
1: And, you know, I, I love the underground country stuff we've talked about a ton on the show. And that's my favorite kind of country that's stripped down. But every once in a while, I like to have a Alan Jackson sort of Toby Keith sing-along fun song, and this album is chock full of them. And that's what it's made for. The songs are written and produced for that purpose, uh, not to change the world like... You know, except for the unity part, like I mentioned earlier, but it's just enjoyable and fun. And it's every once in a while I try I try to step away from the music snob uh, <laughs> role <laughs> that I play and try. You know, and it's fun. I just I like this band. I've got a soft spot for them for whatever reason. It still can help push the needle forward to something I think is important, which getting more traditional sounds in country music. So. For that, I appreciate it. It's fun. I like it. And I won't apologize. Suck it. (laughs) (laughs) So that was uh, Midland. Let it roll is the name of the album. Go check it out. If you just want to have some fun and sing along
0: and drink some Coors. Yeah. Well, I definitely want to drink after listening to that record. So I (laughs) guess they're doing a good job. All right. All right. (laughs) All right. We're talking about a folk rock record from a group that, man, I've really come to come to love the last few years, uh, The Mountain Goats. They put out a record earlier in 2019 entitled In League With Dragons. We are going to play, I believe it's the last cut on the record. It's entitled Sicilian Crest. Right, that was the Sling crossed by uh, the Mountain Goats. Yeah. So the Mountain goats <laughs> been around. Oh, wait, that <laughs> was a sheep, sorry. I don't know what goats sound like. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's more of a ba situation, maybe. There's <laughs> you know, chewing involved. Anyway, um, yeah, so the Mountain goats been around since like the mid-90s, I believe. Uh, this is their 19th studio album, which is crazy. I've really started getting them um, just the last couple of years, the record before this, Goss was pretty cool, and this one really struck me, especially the songwriting. Um yeah, it's the reason I get into the Mountain Goats is really the storytelling of uh John Darnell, the uh songwriter and vocalist there. He's excellent. Um he's really good at telling stories about specific characters and kind of making you fall in love with this imaginary world that he's uh Spinning towels about here. This one, I guess, the album. It's not really a concept record, but a lot of them have to do with like fantasy and battles and just kind of like you know sci-fi type stuff.
1: So kind of like our first record, but yeah, a little uh, more sitting at the game table than sitting behind a set of drums.
0: Yeah, right. <laughs> Is it for the guys? Rolling the dice and not uh not smashing out a drum solo. Yeah, seller. did I read that this is like Dungeons
1: and Dragons related in some way? Is that what some of the references are? Because I don't,
0: I don't get. I think get so. That. I think so. I never, I never played Dungeons and Dragons, so I can't really say for sure. But I think that's what a lot of his kind of storytelling comes from his experience playing that growing oh, up. Uh, um, cool. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of reads like a, a book, I would say, the lyrics. He's really getting like in-depth, intricate portrayals of these like seemingly random people. It's not really clear how they all fit together as you go through the record. But you get the sense he's a well-read guy, and he has really well at kind of painting a picture of these people's lives.
1: People out there listening that know more about Dungeons & Dragons, or if you know any of these cool references and want to clue us in, give yeah, us we, up. Yeah,
0: we'd love to know. Podcast PodcastEldners.com would be great. But yeah, if you're a fan of like bands like The Decemberists or Okavango River, which, which I enjoy listening to quite a bit, I think you would really enjoy this record. Yeah, and you know the band is pretty good too. I know that the, the lineup has changed a lot over the years, but they really keep these songs moving and and make it a pretty engaging listening all the way through. Seems like you kind of enjoy this to a certain extent. What did you what are your thoughts?
1: Yeah, on? it was it was not unpleasant. I mean, it was there was a lot to pay attention to. That was the hardest part. There's a lot going on lyrically, Mm -hmm. but just just in the listening, the quality of the listening, it's kind of soothing, and you know, I I didn't I enjoyed listening to it, but I did not, I couldn't pay attention enough to catch all the words, if that makes any sense. But yeah, I mean, I I think I may have to go back on this one as well, and try and maybe stop it every 15 seconds and start using wikipedia figure out what the <laughs> hell is going on
0: <laughs> yeah you know i ended up reading, reading along on, on genius.com and just kind of helped me get a better sense of some of the stories he's telling here but yeah it's cool, it's cool. a it's a cool it's a cool listen i really kind of underestimated the mountain goats in earlier releases so i'm going to be circling back on them myself so once again the album is in league with dragons by the mountain goats uh oh You know what's coming. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, I think I hear him. Old
1: dogs. It's time for some old dogs. Old friends. Four-legged kind. In this case, they're not animals at all. They're albums, but they're albums that we still love that have been around for a little while and we still like to scratch it behind the ear. That's what we're doing today. My pick is Stone Temple Pilots. You ever hear of them? The album is number four. And the track is down. All right, that was the Stone Temple Pilots. The album was number four. The track was down, and that was from 1999, the fall of 1999, as a matter of fact. Ooh. It's their fourth studio album by Stone Temple Pilots, kind of a return to form from their first album, Core, a harder rock sort of feel, a little less uh, glitzy and bowie and poppy than uh, Tiny Music the album before this, which, sorry, Stone Temple Pilots fans, I never really dug, man. I love core, like Purple. I love this one. And lyrically, this is not, like, the deepest of stuff, but it's a nice hard rock record with some of those nice, softer Stone Temple Pilots songs. Having it Hot Rods is pretty cool, uh, No Way Out. They say uh, Mother Trucker quite a bit in that one, so don't listen to it with the kids around. Um <laughs> And there's just it's Stone Temple Pilots at what I consider their finest. Scott Weiland was clean at this point, fresh out of jail,
0: and I just it's got <laughs> and I love it. It's got the balls, and, man. It's got the balls. Yes, it comes out of the gate like holy cow. <laughs> yeah, the first four four songs. Yeah, just I was like, yeah. oh shit, did I I was sleeping on this album? I guess when I first put this on.
1: Yeah, I think I think you know, Sour Girl was the big hit from it, and it, this album did pretty well. But I think a lot of people kind of, you know, the '90s were fading. Yeah, it wasn't really the right inside. Boys and stuff were there. New the new metal, all that stuff was taken over, and right. I think this just kind of disappeared quickly. I did see them on tour for this album. Um, they were touring with Chili Peppers, so that was a good show. Cool. Yeah, this is uh. It's great. It's fun to go back to this one because I just enjoy it. I
0: just move and get guttural. <laughs> so. Well, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. I I probably still would go to core if I'm going to listen to some SCP. Oh, yeah. Is that- but this always makes me go to core. So I listen okay. to like, oh,
1: I haven't listened to number four in a while, like, oh, then immediately yeah. I'm like, okay, now it's time for some, some Wicked core. Guard. You know? Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> Yeah, I put this up there with with that – quality. Um, the B-side I wasn't as in love with, but I got I I hadn't really heard it. I hadn't really listened to it too many times, so I'll circle back on a little bit more.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I didn't really like the albums after this either with Scott Weiland, and they, they put a new one out in um, the end of last year. Right. With their new singer, and it's, a, it's it's pretty good. For those of you who haven't checked it out, you should go check it out. It's a self-titled Stone Temple Pilots. It's better than you would expect it to be if that means anything to you. But anyway, in the meantime, go listen to what I recommend Stone Temple Pilots number four from nineteen ninety nine. You'll know Sour Girl, so you'll have that moment where you can sing along, but the rest of it is
0: pretty rockin'. Yeah. Cool blast from uh bless from the past, I man, that was like twenty years ago. Almost Shut Up That's crazy. <laughs> well actually believe it or not, my pick is also from twenty years ago. Uh nineteen ninety nine was a pretty good year for lots of stuff. I'm talking about Fiona Apple and her sophomore album, When the Pawn, dot, 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 dot. We are going to play a cut from the middle of the record. This is Paper Bag. So that was paper bag from when the pawn dot 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 from Fiona Apple. I'll read just a little bit of the. So the the entire title is a fairly lengthy poem. I don't know if you were aware of this at the time this came out, man. Yes, people were like. I, a record, I was working at a record store at the time, so. Okay, yeah, all right. So people were like, "Oh my god, this is so pretentious." I've heard uh, have an album <laughs> all this long, but it's actually a pretty good poem. Maybe I won't read it. You can look it up online. It's, yeah, it's pretty yeah. loud. Don't,
1: don't, don't put people through
0: that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. A little poetry on the podcast. Maybe next time. Anyway, so I'm a pretty big Fiona Apple fan. I don't think we've talked about her on the show to date, but I think she's pretty underrated. Um at least at the time, I know she was a very big commercial success. She was just coming off a pre-year's a few years prior, um, her record title, which was enormous, they had like a half dozen singles on the radio. She was everywhere. She took a a fairly lengthy break before putting out this record, and man, I think she knocked it out of the park here. It has, still has that immediate accessibility to these songs that I think is nice, especially in this type of music, a little more pop focused. Um, But man, she has some layers to these lyrics that keep me coming back and kind of dissecting these songs. You know, over the last twenty years, and I still really enjoy this record, and I, I can't can't recommend. Her enough, and particularly this this album. Uh, what what are your thoughts, man? I don't think we've ever talked about Fiona Apple in the years I've known you.
1: Yeah, I I don't dislike her. I mean, it, it was a it's a pleasant listen. I'm surprised it didn't do better than it did. I know that that Lilith Fairish sort of era was starting to pass already by this point. You know, she was very young on the first record and still pretty young on this one, and people were kind of already moving on. Um, stylistically, but she's got a great voice. She's a good songwriter. There, you can't go wrong listening to her records. There's uh, there's nothing bad I can say about them, just unless you just don't like that style. That's all. That's all there
0: is. Yeah, I mean, there's a certain niche or audience that she's going to appeal to, but I think in that space, she's one of the best of in my generation yes. to do it.
1: Uh, yeah, yeah, she's better than I remember, and I did hear this a few times at the time because of the record store stuff. Mm-hmm. It's never been, like, I've never sat down and listened to Fiona Apple while taking a bubble bath, which sounds like
0: <laughs> you do, but... Oh, most it, some most it, It's yeah. good.
1: It's good. Light some candles, you know. <laughs> you know the drill.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, You know, I, I think she's really grew a lot as an artist, and maybe that wasn't to her, you know, didn't add a lot to her commercial value at this point of her career, but... Man, she's, she's pretty awesome, and she's continued on to do some great work after this album as well. So, yeah, the album is When the Pawn Hits the Conflict, He Thinks He's Like a King, da da, da 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 I want to read the whole thing, from Fiona Apple, 1999, <laughs> check it out.
1: <laughs> all right, do check that out. Uh, so, that, that's going to do it, right? I mean, that's everything. That's yeah. All. That's, that's, six, that's six records that's, for the price of one.
0: Holy cow. Seems like we just started the show a few months ago. Like Columbia
1: ago. House or BMG right there. That's right. All for a penny. All right. <laughs> so tell do? us what you're listening to, and what records we should talk about next. Email us podcast at albumnerds.com.
0: That's right. Don't forget to subscribe to the show at all the usual places. Uh, if you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts, we would really, really appreciate that. And don't forget, search for us on Spotify, Album Nerds. You can find a playlist of all these songs. This is episode 94. We'll be back next time
1: with more album recommendations for you. <laughs> Talk to you then.
0: Wow, well, yeah, take it easy. Thanks for listening. Bye. See ya.